Welcome to the Reimagine Podcast, a podcast that seeks to reimagine faith and life in the community as we link, learn, and live together. I'm Greg English, along with Brad Hoffman and Brian Dupuy. Today, on episode 90, we talk with Alyssa Farland on awareness of mental health and the life of students, and what are some healthy practices that can be incorporated in both the student and parent lives. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Hello. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Hey, you sound like you're in a can or something. What's the deal yeah. with your microphone? Yeah. So, I, congestion? I, I, Is it congestion? Know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm out of studio today. Well, you guys are well. back there working it like you ought to be. Yeah. And so I'm just right. traveling and this is what we're getting. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, you know, we can see your face and we can uh, see up through the sunroof above. <laughs> and uh, looks great. Looks great. Looks great. <laughs> For our listeners at home, if they, if they can't see this. Yeah. 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 Trying to get the best, yeah, best background possible. So between the, uh, the top of the car sunroof and the side window, my head's pretty shiny, I think. Yeah. <laughs> We should all be car sick by the time this is over. That's right. That's right. We will be. I just, I just pulled the shutter on it. It should be good now. So, okay. Hey, so I had a good time this week and I want to tell you why. Like, okay. And I anticipated it for about over a week, I think, really, is um, Norman Lear's like 99 years old, I think, or 98. And he was the producer of these shows of, you know, Good Times and Jefferson's, All in the Family, Facts of Life, Different Strokes. Well, I can't remember. It was a little while ago they came out and they did a live production of the, um, um, I think they might have done Good Times, but I know that they did All in the Family and the Jeffersons. And it was great. I mean, the actors were funny. And this time, this past week, they did Facts of Life and Different Strokes. Two shows that I definitely watched growing up. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't wait to watch it. So Kelly and I sat down, we made our meal, you know, and and sat down for an eight o'clock show. And it was Fabulous. Anybody remember Facts of Life, Different Strokes? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. grew I grew up on watching, yeah. watching those, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was great. Uh, you know, and all the, they had some of the former characters there, uh, Mindy Cohen, um, what's Blair's name? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Natalie Green? Mindy Cohen? She played Natalie? No, she, she played Natalie. Who played yeah. Blair? Well, Lee... Welch? Uh, Lisa, yeah, Lisa. Wel- Welchel? Welchel, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she was there, and then Tootie was there, the real Tootie was there. But it's just great. They all come in. It's a live show. And I tell you, the lady who played Miss Garrett was phenomenal. You know, Miss Garrett was that great caregiver, uh, you know, in that home there. Yeah. And I, I mean to tell you, I just looked at Kelly, and I just thought, where has it all gone? I mean, it was just great. <laughs> We were singing the song, you know, you know, as it came on, you take the good, you take the bad, and there you have the facts of life. Mm, yes. I still sing that song. <laughs> like, as I get ready in the morning. Yeah. That's the soundtrack in my head. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's great. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, different strokes came on afterwards, and Kevin Hart played uh, little Arnold Jackson, you know, and they were about the same same height anyway because he's so short um but you know that was just great to just in that episode you know willis and arnold were not getting along in the bedroom and so they put a petition down the middle of it and, and brian you and i were talking earlier about it and, and then we like 
every sitcom back in the day had a had a bedroom fiasco where they had to divide it up because we couldn't get along. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. In fact, in fact, my youngest was watching a show on uh, Disney Plus, and uh, it uh, it's one with multiple seasons. You know, every week they come out with one, and sure enough, they had the same kind of situation where they couldn't get along in their bedroom, so they decided to uh, divide the room. <laughs> now, this one had the extra twist because they divided it in half, meaning that he was going to take everything above a certain height and she was going to take everything below. And, you know, it's just hilarious. It's just great television. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. You know, I got this thing called a sweet life and I thought everybody had their own suite in their own room, you know, in today's culture. Back in the day, you shared a room with your siblings. Oh, yeah. It's just what we did. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We've yeah. got that going on right so, now in our house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. well, I, was I was thinking about those shows. I was like, I can remember exactly watching those shows live when they happened you know, and the remake of it now to watch it, you know, you really connected to it. But those shows back in the day too, you know, they were like the after school special shows, always trying to teach a lesson. There was some life giving thing taking place or things were bad or, and we want to make you aware of say no to drugs or anything like that. I mean, that's what those, those shows did that too. Yeah. Yep. You always knew it was coming because the, the soft, sappy music would start playing. <laughs> and you knew someone's life was going to be turned around right in that moment. Yeah. 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 It's so, life, right? The sappy right. music right. just no. comes on and yeah. you know. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That was a good time this week. So I don't know. What, what, what are you guys watching? It's Christmas time. I'm sure Hallmark is on. I'm sure it is. Oh, home, I'm sure it is too. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I'm thinking about, I want to run a Hallmark movie backwards because I want the ending to be, you know, think about if you ran a Hallmark movie backwards. Yes. Oh, that's like, now you're bringing back memories where they used to run records backwards. Remember that? And like they'd hear uh, yeah, all yeah. these satanic messages yeah. and stuff. So yeah. you run a Hallmark yeah. movie yeah. backwards. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> So go, go home, watch a Hallmark movie and play it backwards in your mind and yeah. just, just yeah. change drastically. Yeah. The girl goes you, back to New right. York. <laughs> she leaves the yeah. hometown farm to go back to New York. Yeah. 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 Bra- breaks up with a lover of her life, goes the opposite direction. Right. Now that's real TV. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my. Absolutely. Uh, right at Christmas. I right think we Christmas. all need help. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good thing because we're yeah. speaking to somebody that can give us some help today. So. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a tall order. <laughs> she, she, thinks, she thinks she's on the show today to give insight. She's right. here to give us counseling. Yes. Yeah. I've got a list of questions that I've got uh, just for me. No, she already so, got them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's dive in on this. And today we do welcome Alyssa Farland to the podcast. Alyssa has spent her career in counseling and is the director of counseling at a local middle school here in Hanover County, Virginia. And we're glad to have her on the podcast today as we talk about mental health among students and practical steps that we can take to help impacting individuals and families. So, Alyssa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to have you in today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, like most of our listeners, we know you're avid and, and, and listening to the podcast as well. So we'll just keep going with that. Yep. <laughs> I got to get home so I can listen to the last one. <laughs> so, uh, that's a real fan. Uh, they have to be in their house seated <laughs> in front of their phone or something to get the full effect. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, uh, so as we get started, just give us a little brief, brief background on... Uh, uh, what led you into uh, this profession and, and how, how long you've been doing? 
<laughs> if I say how long I've been doing it, that'll give my age, because um, <laughs> it's been a long time. But um, uh, the short version is I'm originally from upstate New York, um, and I went to undergraduate school. I tell people down here, it's, it was like a Randolph-Macon. Nobody's heard of Hartwick College, I don't think, if there's someone out there. You know, no. <laughs> go no. It sounds prestigious. Though. Very prestigious. <laughs> but um, I got an undergraduate degree in psychology and sociology, which was awesome. I enjoyed it. I come from a family of engineers, so my dad was already a little leery when I went sideways and went that direction. Oh, yeah. But you know, my senior year, we were talking about what type of career path I could take with said degree, and it was eh, <laughs> a little questionable. But my, I credit my advisor because he he said you remind me of someone else that graduated recently and he went the pathway of school counseling. So he's the one that kind of directed me. Um, and he had come to, down to Virginia to go to JMU. Okay. So I came down to JMU and uh, go Dukes. I mm -hmm. loved it. I called yes. my family in November and said, love you guys. It's 70 <laughs> degrees here. I'm never coming home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> so I've now been a, a Southerner more longer than I was a Northerner. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed my experience at JMU and I got a job. I was not from here. So I just circled some spots on a map and ended up in Caroline County. It was mm -hmm. my first job. Um, and I was there for about four years and then I got the job in Hanover and I have been there for 24 years. So this is my 28th year. Thought I wanted high school, ended up in middle school and I've never left because I, I love the middle. Mm. <laughs> it's a crazy place to be, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is never boring. <laughs> we could spend a whole episode on that. I love the middle. Yeah, that's right. That may be the title. Yeah. <laughs> I love the middle. Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> Kelly used to teach middle school history and I remember she'd come home and one day the boy's got a teddy bear, the next day he's fighting with his girlfriend. Right. I mean, it's yeah. just... Right. It's different every day. When I got my job and I called my mom, and anyone that knows my mother, she is truly, genuinely the kindest person you could ever meet. Um, but she said, when I said, Mom, I got a job, it's, um, it's at a middle school. She said, oh, good. <laughs> I said, I said I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? And she, she said, I, I've always loved you, but you were hard to like at that age. <laughs> good for you to work with. <laughs> so, uh, I love that. I got to meet this family. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, uh, so there's no... Uh, you know, we know the last 20 months have been kind of uh, extraordinary yeah. and uh, things have been on the rise in multiple areas and different things. But yeah. uh, first, can you just kind of speak even before COVID and, and isolation or schools changing? You know, I mean, the mental health um, um, conversation was happening and it was real then. Give us a, a briefing of where we were pre-COVID on that. Well, I think we had definitely started the conversation, um, and it's but it's, it was kind of slow going, to be honest, from my perspective, like getting into the conversation about mental health um, in the schools and making it a focus. Like, obviously, from a mental health professional, I feel like it's equally important if you want kids to be successful in school, they their mental health has to be in, in they have to be connected to the people they're at school with, the adults, the other students. And um, so it's it's been an issue, anxiety, depression, that's something that we've we've dealt with and, and talked about for years, but the pandemic brought it to the forefront and exacerbated it. So, um, you know, in some ways I'm, I'm glad the conversation is happening more now and more families are willing to speak out about what's going on at home, because I think there's always been a stigma about talking about mental health. Um, so we're trying to get rid of that stigma to make sure that we support all kids. Hmm. 
So a couple of factors, I think, you know, as you read about them or look at them across the board, particularly with students, what impacts them the most, you know, and typically you got their own individual uh, identity concerns or things, their family dynamic, uh, community, Mm -hmm. what they're involved in and what they're not involved in environments. Maybe that's neighborhoods, maybe that's uh, schools, uh, you know, things like that. And then society, I think maybe society is really is one that has gone higher over the last 18 months. But of, of those couple of factors there, what are you seeing in terms of are, are they equal? Is one playing more than the other? What's your take on the influence? I think, well, part of the influence, too, I think, especially for students who were at home and feeling more isolated, is they connected through social media which is not always a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I will be the first to say, like sometimes it was a way for kids to connect, but it's also a way, like when you're already having kind of identity issues or self-concept issues, that can, that can be a negative and can feed into that. And when you don't have any other reality because you're at home and you're connected to just that and not to the school community, the faith-based community, then that can, that can be a big issue. So I think for me, that's what I see um, is the, that isolation from community. And then that's kind of your outlet is social media. Right. Hmm. So what do you think is, um, and we've had this conversation before, but a little mm-hmm. bit, but I mean, like the big obstacle um, in addressing mental health um, in our community in, in particular, what's, what's, what's out there that's keeping us from maybe addressing it in the right sure. way? Well, I think, like I said, trying to get rid of that stigma Mm -hmm. is still an issue, but um, we're getting there. I feel like I have many more conversations now with families than I used to that will call and ask, what can I do? Um, And then it's availability. So Mm -hmm. that had started to be an issue before COVID, just the number of therapists that we have access to. And um, I know for families navigating the system with insurance and being able to pay for services and getting kids to where they needed to go um, can be challenging. And now we have a shortage. There's not the availability. So, and we've had that conversation as a community. Um, and I think what that's kind of forcing us to do, which is not a bad thing, is to be more proactive and try to talk to kids at an earlier age about mental health and the importance of having a positive mental health plan and working with families on that as well. So maybe we don't get to the point where they need the you know private therapy, but mm-hmm. but that right now can be a barrier for families is just finding resources. So yeah. Yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned the stigma. Um, and I'm curious, do you see it from the outside looking in? It seems like, um, this is getting better, um, addressing that. Do you see that is the case or in, in what, what do you do. find is effective to, uh, I'm to hopeful. Help I'm hopeful because I do feel like the conversation is happening more. I think, um, like for Hanover County before COVID even was a thing. Um, we have a mental health task force at the county level uh, where we have community stakeholders involved. And so the conversation was happening. The importance of mental health uh, was being talked about in the schools. So, and I work, um, I work with Cameron Gallagher Foundation, which is a local foundation and their whole message is to speak up about mental health and the, and, and just starting to show the importance when people understand that your mental health impacts, your physical health impacts your day-to-day life, then, um, the more people we can get talking about it. And it's not just counselors. That's the other thing. We mm-hmm. always talk at school about, it shouldn't just be Miss Farling coming in to do the lesson on it. Right, yeah. It should just be a conversation that we have with kids. Um, so they're hearing it from more than one source, which I think is helpful too and gets rid of that stigma. Yeah, yeah. So I, almost in that vein, you think about um, families uh, figuring out, like they've got, they know they've got to do something. There's, right. there's an issue, there's mm-hmm. something they're working with. 
um, and they've got to begin the journey, but they don't know where to begin the journey. I think that becomes um, a big question with families. Sure. Where do you start? How do you start? Um, but for families specifically, as they're beginning this mental health journey, um, just in the starting, what advice would you give them? What? How would you help them in steering that this huge big thing? Right, right. Can sometimes yeah. seem I mean, so overwhelming. First of all, yeah, yeah, reach out to. I, I have families that'll reach out maybe first to pediatricians if they have a good mm-hmm. relationship there, and then reach out to the school counselor because we we're at the point now where we have those conversations. I have resources, you know, private therapists that I've connected with, even if they don't have space um, in their practice, they're all connected now. And that's, again, where social media can be helpful. They, you know, if they've got Facebook pages where they talk to each other. So I'll email one and say, do you have openings? If not, this is the situation. Who can we go to? So I think that communication um, and, and for parents to be able to reach out to counselors at the schools and say, I need help so we can start directing. There's a mental health resource center through Children's Hospital where they, they call them navigators, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Like you call and you just mm-hmm. say, here's my deal. Here's my insurance. And then they try to find you. So you're not calling because people will give up. If they call around to five or six places and they don't take insurance or they don't, they're booked. I had a mom tell me the other day, they're not even on a wait list because wow. they're so backed up. They said, we're sorry, like we're, the wait list is too long to even add to a wait list. So having somebody help navigate through that, I think is really helpful because it can be very, if you're already stressed because you're worried about your child, you don't want to then add additional stress just trying to find the help. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be real. I mean, that can be a very stressful uh, season. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we talk to families periodically right. in terms more so more frequently, you know, but it's just uh, just helping them trying to navigate that is can be ominous yeah. um, for them. So yeah. in, in thinking about that, we're still um, we're still in a pandemic, right? Yes, we are. <laughs> At least they call it that. <laughs> and uh, isolation and virtual realities are the norm. And um so what are some reasonable healthy practices that we can incorporate in daily routines um, to help create some well-being for us? Well, I think you kind of have to, to think outside the box. We've been forced to do that um, and look for healthy ways like getting outside. Um, I had the, not, not to plug for them, but like we had the opportunity to go with my parents the other night to Lewis Skinner mm-hmm. to look at the lights. So that's an opportunity. I saw lots of families there because you can socially distance and stay safe outside. So trying to find those opportunities and just talk, being honest with kids and, and families having conversations about this is difficult. This is different. Mm-hmm. So how can we approach this? Um, and I think it's challenging, too, because you like if you used to go see grandma for the holidays and you can't do that now because of so because of covid how do you you know what new tradition or which way how can you connect with them in a different way to make sure you're still having those connections i know i will be the first to say i i am not a lover of zoom <laughs> because i've had so much of it sure sure over the I, last I couple years but the technology is pretty amazing and i have a brother on the west coast that i don't get to see so um that's how we connect over the holidays. And it's, you know, we eat mom's cookies over Zoom instead of seeing each other in person. We just try to find those ways yeah. to connect. And and I think just, again, having the conversation, um, just talking about the fact that this is difficult and different. And how can we, as a group, as a family, as a community, talk, find new ways to, to connect over the holidays and come up with new traditions. Mm-hmm. Creating those, whatever those might, might, mm-hmm. might look like. Um, just a kind of thought in um, parents that wanting to check on their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, what things should they be looking for, or how should they check in? Uh, how do you? Ch- I mean, how do you? I mean, 
granted my kids are all grown and old. I've got, I've got, yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got <laughs> yeah, little ones, like now. grandkids now, right. you know, <laughs> you know, and I, just as a side note, I was yeah. thinking about that today because I went to a Christmas program for, um, um, one of our granddaughters who's four and a half and oh. singing. And so for her, I was thinking all she's really known mm-hmm. is masking and pandemic. Right. Mm. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see how that affects her as she gets older right. versus somebody that may be in middle school that knew life before. Right. right. And now they have this and they're mm-hmm. still not sure what it's going to look like. Right. It'll be interesting, I think. But for, for a parent to check in on their kids, what are some things that we can do? Um, well, I think, I mean, if you, especially if you have middle school kids, because that's who I work with, it it's no different than pre-COVID. Like if you say, how was your day? You guys know the answer, right? Mm-hmm. It was fine. fine. Yeah. It was okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you want specifics, you have to ask specifically. Yeah. So I think that alone, just looking for, I think parents have gut feelings just like, I mean, I know I tell teachers, you have a gut feeling with a kid. If you notice their behavior is different, um, they seem more withdrawn or maybe they seem exceedingly happy all of a sudden and that's not typical but looking for differences in behaviors and and when you get that gut reaction like something's up mm-hmm. ask and ask specifically and talk about this it. okay not to, to be not okay just let's talk through what's going on and and how we can work through it and come up with some healthy strategies that's what we do with kids in schools right now is and they they love the conversation they mm-hmm. want the conversation i can tell you from a school counselor's position uh, when we go in and talk about positive mental health plans um, and coming up with strategies, they love talking about kind of what can they do to be, feel less stressed. We do surveys with our kids in, in Hanover County, and that's the main thing that they said they wanted more information on is how to mindful practices and how to feel less stressed in life, mm. which is sad that that's yeah. a focus, but good that they're willing to let us know that so we can work with them. Yeah, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect Maybe that. miss like, what the parents need to ask for. How to be like? Yeah. Well, yeah. we also, we also do, a, yeah. we do a staff survey, and I, I showed the staff, and I have also shown the students that from a percentage factor, they answered the question the same. Adults really? and students. That okay. They yeah. may feel like we are completely you know, ridiculous and different <laughs> as older yeah. people, but there is a commonality there that everybody wants to know how to feel less stressed, more centered, and learn mindful practices. That was adults and students. Wow. About 40, 40 huh. 45% of kids said that, and adults. Well. <laughs> See? That's right. See? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's important. So, so just, what are, what are those? Can you give us two or three of those practices Practice. that you're sure. speaking into? So we talk to kids about looking at um, healthy strategies, obviously, because there are some unhealthy ways you can deal with stress and, and you know, mental health issues, but... We talk to them about things that bring, like, what brings you joy? What do you enjoy? So for some kids, that's getting outside and being active. For some, it's video games. For some, it's, you know, we always talk about Miss Farling's gelati celesti ice cream. I'm like, it doesn't have to be something. Permanent store, permanent store coming in, right? It doesn't have to be something, you know, enormous. It can be small things that you treat yourself to. We also talk about everything in moderation. So the whole Mm court in one evening is not <laughs> not a mindful <laughs> the practice. Gallon, no. <laughs> but it's really, we have them generate ideas based on their interests. And um, and then we do talk about physical exercise, moving, um, mm-hmm. you know, generates chemicals in your brain that are positive. And then focusing on gratitude. Um, that's something that we focus on too, that if you think about what you're grateful for, especially on your worst day, that really impacts in a positive way your mental health. And there's research on that. There's brain research. So... That's an interesting question, um, and and maybe maybe the, uh, when you 
when you feel things aren't going well mm-hmm. and you're overwhelmed with circumstance, how do you help somebody think gratefully right. or with gratitude? Are there any suggestions to, to helping people do that? Sometimes you have to help point the things out for them. Like mm-hmm. if kids are really mm-hmm. feeling overwhelmed, but, yeah. and I do think again, that proactive piece, we have kids think ahead of time, like, we, it's three levels. What do you do on a typical day just to maintain positive mental health? Right. What do you do on a day that you have typical stress? You've got homework, you've got practice after school, you've got a test coming up. And then we talk about when you're, when you're losing it, when it's really a bad day and what are some things and whether they put it in their phone, like write it down if that helps, or we do written positive mental health plans, but um, thinking about that ahead of time. And then thinking about if you get to that point and you can't, manage it, who are the trusted people in your life that you can go to to get help and say, my strategies aren't working, um, or I, my, the strategies that worked aren't working today, and then um, talking with them about that. But, but gratitude, again, it can be small things. Um, it's looking at the small things. Yeah. But, but sometimes you do have to help them. Well, let's think about this. And that's the other important thing for us as counselors is to know our kids. So I can say, well, I know, you know this is going on with you, and it's a positive thing. So sometimes it's trying to help them shift their mindset. You know, it's interesting, you because that's, <clears throat> I mean, you know this, and Greg, I mean, we've, we've talked about this before, but one of the practices that I began several months ago through, as not necessarily a result of COVID, but just as a result of wanting to get more out of my day, was to do a reflective narrative on my day. Mm-hmm. And so I may do it in the evening on the day, mm-hmm. or I may do it the next morning on the previous day. And right. the whole idea is I want to walk away with, you know, I've learned some things in that day. Now, same thing, I can go home and Joe mm-hmm. can ask me, you know, how was your day? Fine. Fine. <laughs> right. Right. You know? You're like any 13-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. 13 plus uh, 40, <laughs> 45. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it's in, and yet... This that particular practice helps me mm-hmm. to be more appreciative um, and more grateful because I can look at the day and see, hey, there's some good things that happen. And I learned some pretty cool things today mm-hmm. um, that that's helpful. That's been helpful just for my mental state. I right. think, yeah. you know, yeah. through the practice. So. I, lo- I love the proactive uh, statements that you're making that families could have these conversations, mm-hmm. yeah. even when even when things are going well. That's actually even when, when you want to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Right. Let, yeah. let's yeah. let's make a plan mm-hmm. um, for, for when things go downhill. Do. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. What do we have in place? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And if we get to a point where we where we just cannot do this on mm-hmm. our own, like where do we? What do we do then? Like right. helping having those conversations ahead of time. Um, and the idea that it's okay so to ask for help because yeah. I do think for a lot of people that's. For adults and students, that's hard. Yeah. It's asking for help. Um, so yeah. making that okay. Yep. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Three, three, th- three things I'm thinking about there. Uh, number one, just in terms of mental health, like I'm reading the book right now, uh, No More Lies by John Mark Comer. Yeah. And he talks about the lies that have been put into culturally and that we believe or that we think about that are really false. Right. But as, as culture has, has changed, has moved, transitioned or whatever, we begin to... Li- uh, believe the lies of others rather than, uh, from my perspective, truth of the scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then the other avenue, I think about just the physical you talked to, you talked about in the preparation of mental health. I mean, you look at any athlete or any uh, high level leader or person, that's a discipline that's in their life. And they actually have coaches, right? That's all they do. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, like you do it in the school, you know, council, that's, that's a key, a key ingredient there uh, to people's lives. So, um, and then theologically, just to be able to 
uh, know that there is good going on around me in this world, despite the fact that I can see it. So from a theological perspective, I would say, I've got to tell myself, I know God's doing something in and around me. Right. Uh, but that's a discipline that I have to change my mind to think about mm-hmm. looking at it that way. And, right. and I go back to what you said uh, just a little while ago. We, we think this is just kids problems. It's my problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. What is the apple that so, fall far from the tree? Yeah. yeah. Kind of thing. Not yeah. the fall. Whatever. Not <laughs> yeah. apple. Well, not apple. <laughs> not. That's right. That's what I did right there. Uh, so, obviously, Christmas is here. Um, yes. It's here in a few weeks. In six days, and, as far as, as the school's concerned. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. We're, right. we're not counting. <laughs> no, 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 we're not counting, right? You can see the look on her face, though. <laughs> the kids told me that. Yeah. Six very excited. He's very excited. Very excited. <laughs> you know, and, and yes, we are, like I said, we talked before in the pandemic, still in that. Um, families are still the traditions that we're forming for families are still not going to happen this year. And so some people may be, and some students, uh, families may be looking at the holidays with negative thoughts or thoughts of loss. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my, my desire would be coming out of even this conversation that people could look for joy. They could look for opportunities. They could look for spaces in which to be grateful and practice gratitude and enjoy the time that they have, the unique new traditions that they're doing, right. this new, new normal, right. you know, kind of thing that, that's going on. Um, but anything that you would think of that would be good advice to help families, especially during the holidays, um, healthy mindset, healthy practices, above and beyond what we've already talked about. Well, like you said, the the loss piece, when I think about the holidays, I know for a lot of our families, it was literal loss, like they've lost family members, um, yeah. some of it due to COVID. Um, and if it wasn't, they didn't have that tradition of getting together to grieve and celebrate a life yeah. too. So, yeah. um, you know, I think back to when I've had loss in my family, we used to have breakfast at my grandmother's house before Christmas. And when she passed away, we were like, well, there's two hours we're not sure what to do with. And it, Ooh, yeah. so it was coming up with that new tradition, you know, like you said, the I don't, I don't use the word normal usually because nothing's normal anymore, new new traditions. And, and I do think just, again, I I mean, I hate to be repetitive, but I think having the outward conversation so that it's not, you know, the elephant in the room, we're all struggling with this. It's, it's more difficult, but again, like how can we flip that and make it, we know that this is our reality right now. So how can we find the positives? And I, I, I do think just, Taking a break, I'm going to say, like, unplug for a little while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Do things as a family, you know, play games, get outside, look at the tacky lights. But I do think we need to unplug a little bit, too, to take time with family and friends as much as we can in Mm -hmm. in the situation we're in um, to appreciate that and try to come together um, versus because we've been very isolated. Even if we were a lot of the kids that struggle for me this year were with me last year at school. Yeah. Not the ones that were you know, virtual, they're still kind of struggling with that feeling of isolation because like you said, they know the difference. Mm-hmm. This is not their reality. They're not four. So they, right. they, they know what life looked like before this. So it's, it's kind of, you know, reminding them that you, that we all understand that this is difficult and that it's for a diff- difficult for adults. Like admit right. that out loud <laughs> that, yeah. that we struggle too. And let's come up with a plan together um, yeah. would be my advice. That's a good, that's such a good encouragement for, for families. Uh, just those proactive conversations and mm-hmm. even letting them in on your world a little bit. Like, let's all acknowledge this. 
Um, I, I mean, I do that helpful. as a counselor. I always, yeah. I don't overshare. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. <laughs> Appropriate levels, yeah. yeah. But, but just to say, like, when I've gone through this difficult time, this is some of the things I, people I had to reach out to to get help. So I think showing that side, I know for teachers, we talk about that, that they see you as a teacher. So when they see you at Target, it's weird, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's yes, still in yeah. middle school. That's right. a thing. Yeah. But if they can You share, actually shop? You have to right? eat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shop, you know? But see, when I've had that conversation with uh, teachers, they're like, it's fascinating to watch them when you share even just a little bit, like your own failures and how you overcame and kind of work through or your families and um, when they see you as human and think, oh, okay, this is what everybody goes through. We can all, we can make, we can get through it. Yeah. yeah. Um, that but, helps. But you know, maybe that, maybe that is, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Greg. Well, as you say, even raising kids, you know, um, just think it's seasons of sharing too, as you're parenting, mm -hmm. you know, what I'm talking to my kids now, Brad, what you're talking to your kids about, Brian's not necessarily fully disclosing some of those things right. yet, but yet there's seasons <laughs> of opening up and they see you as a person and an adult. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That's true. But it's, it, it, you know, it's so interesting hearing the conversations that we're having around the table now, as opposed to when I was growing up as a child, yes. you know, like we're, well, the other day we're talking about the effects of dopamine on our brains. Like <laughs> we never talked about dopamine growing I, 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 up. You know, that was no. a thing, you know? I, yeah. I, I wasn't sure until like a year ago what dopamine was, but now we're talking about technology and dopamine, yeah. like, yeah. and, and it's just, um, it's just fascinating. And it's, I think it's heading in the right direction. Yeah. So. And I think, you know, it's, I was thinking Good. just having just having that conversation, like what's what's I mean, new tradition. Mm -hmm. What's fun for you? Mm -hmm. How can we have how, fun? How can we have fun these in the next 10 days? Mm -hmm. How can we do this as a family? It's going to be all different. Mm -hmm. You know, what is it going to look like? What are we, you know? Right. And yeah. I think just being transparent. I mean, as you've talked about, just right. creating those conversations are will be so beneficial, so helpful for people. Um, and have dinner and conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That doesn't eat, happen as eat. much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. We're uh, usually in the car. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, yeah. Uh, it's getting, getting dark in my travels here. It's yeah, getting like, dark. You're getting a little, little, little uh, shaded there. A little, little shaded. Um, but so, great conversation. Uh, Alyssa, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, today. It's, a, it's a good conversation. It gives gives us some direction and some springboards for uh, families to have parents to have and us as individuals, whether you're student or adult. I mean, we need to really be honest with ourselves about this. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks for having so, me. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to the reimagine podcast. As always, you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, overcast and download either the episodes and rate them. Check us out on the reimaginecast.com website. So for Brad and Brian, I'm Greg. Thanks for listening to the Reimagine Podcast.